right, welcome back to another episode of the Carter Cast. I'm your host, Carter Bond. With me, as always, Connor Sparrow. And with us again for another preview, Dylan, you're back. We just did the SEC one recording at 10 o'clock Eastern time, Wednesday, <laughs> August 2nd. Uh, we are doing the Big Ten today, as you can see on the episode preview, the description, whatever. Same, kind of the same thing as last time. This one's going to be a lot shorter than the SEC one. Not as much to talk about because guess what? The Big Ten stinks, Dylan. The Big Ten kind of stinks. They stink compared to what? That's the question. Because you're talking the SEC, about the pack, the ACC compared the to the the powerhouse the ACC. The, I don't. I think like the MAC is like up here, and then the Big Ten's like right here. Let's be. See honest. now you're just being stupid. Now you're not being you're not being serious, and no one's <laughs> going to take this seriously because of that comment. We're uh, a bit we're a SEC, bit podcast. Let, <laughs> let's entertain that comment for a second. Big Ten compared to the SEC. Yeah, Georgia. Georgia and Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State. Fair? Fair is like, is equals? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tennessee, Penn State. Fair? I think that's fair. Yes. Everybody, fair? I'll help you out. <laughs> okay. Yes, fair. When you go down from there, it's really the same. Florida's just as good as Maryland. Kentucky's just as good as Minnesota. Iowa... Okay, Iowa, okay. LSU, same thing. They'll have the same record, but they're not as good. Yeah, I don't think I was on the are. same tier as an LSU. I think that's a little, that's a little out there. Because they get to play this the year Big they Ten. Are. No, they get to play the Big Ten, so their record Boy. is the record's not real. You you can only play what's on your schedule. Like you uh, can't. Okay, okay. You can't just start right, playing okay. random games. Let's roll into this thing. I'm Why does? Go ahead. Why does Michigan only have eight games on the schedule? Oh, the first four without Harbaugh. I forgot. Sorry. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, he just had to, he had to free get, he had to simulate those games. He's an NCAA fourteen. As a North Carolina alum right here, cheating and any type of violation of the NCAA rules, I am completely against and can never even fathom. So shame on Michigan men everywhere. As a Duke Punishable basketball, by death. F- yeah, as a Duke basketball fan, a school who has never, ever bought players, done anything remotely like that, I can't... I, Buy the I book. Just, I can't... Yeah, it's just not okay, Jim Harbaugh. It's not okay. Par- parties at a fraternity house, maybe in like 2006? <laughs> never. Uh, never. Uh, I never. Bas- I said Duke basketball, buddy. Oh, oh, we're not a lacrosse podcast, huh? And also, they were clean. What do you mean? They were clean. You're right. A very good 30 for 30. One of my favorite a, 30 for 30s ever. One of the best 30 for 30s for sure. All right, let's roll into this. Uh, odds win the Big Ten. Ohio State is the favorite on a lot of books. It depends where you're looking. Ohio State plus 165 is the consensus. Michigan plus 180. Penn State 6-1. to one. Wisconsin 8-1. to one. Iowa 12-1. to one. Minnesota, Illinois 30-1. to one. Nebraska 60-1. to one. Maryland 83-1. to one. And the rest of them are plus 10,000 or higher. Ridiculous odds. Northwestern might be plus 1 million by the time week two rolls around. Um, But let's start things off. Let's talk about the two top dogs, Michigan, Ohio State. Obviously, Dylan, you're a Michigan fan. Connor and I are – we're we're loyal to Michigan, but – We ride. We see the flaws. We do. We see the flaws. What are the Uh, flaws? Let's start with the Michigan Wolverines, Dylan. Tell us the flaws. Tell us why why you believe in this Michigan team, why you genuinely believe they're probably going to be national champions, don't you? Don't lie. I do, and I we talked about it before we even started. I hate 
being the favorite, like we're favored against Ohio State, that doesn't bring me – like I like being a touchdown underdog. That is more fun. No one expects you to win. But we are – we're returning a lot of guys. J.J. McCarthy proved himself last year. He had moments two years ago when Cade McNamara was starting that, you know, you could have been like, eh, maybe he's not the guy. So we found out he is the guy. He has very high upside. He can run. He can throw the ball. Everybody was – doubting that he could throw the ball down the field. Turns out he can do that. And we are returning a lot of our offensive and defensive players. Like mm-hmm. Blake Corum's coming back after the leg injury. He really had no reason to. I guess if he wanted to to prove that he could to, to NFL scouts that he could run after the injury, maybe. But maybe it maybe he came back because of something. I don't know why Harbaugh got suspended four games. I don't know. Maybe something along those lines. You, you, you want to talk about the world's most expensive cheeseburger. <laughs> four game suspension are you serious and that, that's it's a whole so other stupid. beast in itself uh, and and i understand that he got suspended because he lied like you, you shouldn't lie about that stuff but in the grand scheme of things lying about a cheeseburger is you know there's a whole lot worse things going on I'm sure. i've lied about plenty now, of cheeseburgers when when you know when alexis asked me connor what'd you have for lunch I had a grilled chicken salad. salad. Yeah, I did not yeah. have I did not have a McDouble. I cannot attest to having a McDouble for lunch. <laughs> did you drink soda today? No, I had plenty of Kirkland Signature water. <laughs> and there you go, Connor. You're suspended for four games. You can't watch the first four games of the, the college football. I'm suspended for the first four uh, recaps for the Carter cast. I'm out of here. <laughs> but but I will say, I do think Michigan's going to be good. I, I think Ohio State's going to be fine. I know we're talking about the two big dogs first. Uh, but in terms of winning the Big Ten, I'm looking at the odds here, and you went through them. Um, it really drops off at Iowa, I think. I think Iowa's the last team on this list that actually has a chance, and that's really just because of their flawed playoff or their flawed champion system with the divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I don't know if we want to dive into individual teams or if you guys have any picks for who's going to win the Big Ten, but... We can start with the big t- – I mean, I was talking about them first, too, because I feel like all of us are going to pick either yeah. Ohio State or Michigan. I'll roll into this. I told you guys before this I have one of my favorite win totals of the year uh, going into this thing. I, Dylan, I give you a lot of crap with Michigan stuff, but Michigan over 10.5 wins. Their win totals at 10.5. Easiest bet on the board. They have one game this year. They have one game. Ever, like, yes, Penn State could be a difficult game. Ohio State is always going to be a difficult game, rivalry game. Everything else should be a cakewalk. Maryland, Maryland's out. a little spicy, Carter. Maryland's the only one that's it's a look-ahead game, but like we said, mm-hmm. remember last year the Rutgers game? It was first half. You're like, what is going on here? And then all of a sudden they win by like 30 points. Like They're going to be fine. Uh, they'll, they'll have a couple of close games where they don't come out strong, but I think Michigan runs the table this year. I think they go 12-0, and and I think they're going to win the Big Ten too. I, I love this Michigan team. Blake Corm is is a decent Heisman bet. I know we talked about running backs not always winning it, blah, 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 the Bama running back thing when we did the SEC thing, but Blake Corn's back, J.J. McCarthy. Harbaugh's suspension is going to be absolutely meaningless. They have four yeah. easy games to start out the season all at home. They have such an easy schedule. Uh, I just worry when they get to the college football playoff, they haven't played that top talent yet, and then they might get punched in the mouth by an SEC team, but this Michigan team's legit, man. By TCU? I, I I don't I don't even hate them to win the national title. Oh, really? We're talking national title. Wow. They're good, man. Like, well, I the, mean, what, yes, and also 
they have a storyline too. I feel like every championship team, like Georgia last year, comeback season, you know, the LSU team, you know, they were like the greatest show on <laughs> the greatest college football team I've ever seen. And Alabama, kind of the revenge coming back with Mac Jones. They have the story of revenge coming back from that TC, that uh, awful TCU <laughs> loss. Like that Georgia game made it way worse. They have the storyline. They have the revenge. Harbaugh suspension. You guys remember the Brady Deflategate suspension? Patriots came back and won the Super Bowl that year. Like this gives mm-hmm. them a little bit of chip on their shoulder. Harbaugh's going to be pissed off. Mm-hmm. They're going to be ready to roll. I cannot wait for that Week Five game at Nebraska with Matt Rule, and I hope Michigan wipes the floor. <laughs> wipes the floor with Nebraska. I hope Michigan wins sixty-three to nothing. I want to. I want to follow that real quick. Um, that's my pick too, Carter. I have Michigan to win the Big Ten this year. Um, like you said, easiest schedule in the nation. I see here fifth in the nation returning production. I love Blake Corum. Dominic Edwards is back too. I think McCarthy's going to take a step forward this year. Here's the thing. Win totals 10.5. If they, I think they're going to beat Ohio State. I think they will beat Ohio State. You think they're going to go 12-0. That means they can have a flub game. They can have a game where they come out flat and they maybe drop to a Maryland. They maybe drop to Penn State. I still think they're going to be Ohio State. That'll still put them at 11 wins. So even if you don't like them to win the conference, I think over 10 and a half is a pretty safe bet. I, I was, I'm nervous about the Maryland game. And then I hadn't really noticed until we looked at the schedule here, like having to play at Penn State and then sandwiching Maryland in there in between Penn State and Ohio State. On the road. Maryland. With, yeah. Yeah. With, uh, I'm going to say his name wrong. So I'm just going to say Tua's little brother. But Tua's little brother, he, he's been really good the last two years. So, it's uh, it's an interesting situation, but there's no doubt that that the talent's there. It's just a matter of can they execute. And they lost a couple guys, but it'll be interesting. I'm excited for it. Moving back, like talking about the schedule real quick. The other huge thing about this Michigan schedule is yes, it's very easy, and then they're hard games. It's an at Penn State, but it's a noon kickoff, or it's like an 11 a.m. Central kickoff, or it's at Penn State, so it'd be Eastern time. So it's a noon kickoff. You're not having to play, you know, a whiteout night at Penn State. That's a yeah. different story. Noon kickoff, yeah, it's it's never going to be easy against Penn State, but that's a huge game changer getting to play at noon. I agree, I, and they usually do save the whiteout. They they usually do the whiteout against Michigan because. I think they're alternating between Michigan and Ohio State. So, like, if they're home against Michigan, they're away against Ohio State. And I, so you're right. It's going to be a different atmosphere. Um, it'll be interesting. We'll see. But man, I hope they're good. That's the one championship I want. Like, if I could get that one, I would. It all be over. I I think. <laughs> I think they're going to make the college football playoff. Kind of going off the Ohio State point of this, why I also like Michigan so much is Ohio State has a lot of question marks. This is going to mm-hmm. be the Ryan Day prove it year. You know, Ryan Day kind yeah. of walked into a great situation with Urban Meyer, having all these stud quarterbacks, these stud recruits. Now it's his guys. Now it's his time to show, hey, I'm a legit coach. If he loses this Michigan game, Ohio State can go 11 and 1. But if they lose that Michigan game, I wouldn't be surprised if he was let go. Weren't we talking about this last year? I think we said the same thing last year. Yeah, well, talking about this upcoming year, correct? Right, I'm saying, like, I think we said the same thing last year. Like, man, he should maybe be on the way out. Will he get fired in the offseason after that Michigan game last year? I feel like we touched on that in our little recap shows. I don't know about Ohio State, man. Um, A lot of question marks, like you said. Ten and a half is the win total. Do I see two losses? I see a loss to Michigan. Could they flub up against Notre Dame? I know we're going to be high on Notre Dame. I know, Carter, you love Sam Hartman to win the Heisman. Spoiler, 
That's two losses right there. I think they could flub up against Maryland too. Like I, I'm high on Maryland this year. So that that is potentially three losses right there. They only need two to cash the under here on the win total. At Notre Dame too. At Notre Dame. That yeah. That is huge. And that's coming off three cupcakes. They play three cupcakes before that Notre Dame game. And they almost lost to Notre Dame last year at home with their quarterback. There's still yep. a question mark at quarterback yep. for Ohio State. And also, Notre Dame's going to be way better than they were last year. They have a legit quarterback in Sam Hartman who doesn't have to run that stupid mesh offense at Wake Forest. He is to play. He's going to. I'm so excited for the Notre Dame team. That's different. Ohio State, like you mentioned, Connor, if you don't like them to beat Michigan and you don't like. And they still got to play Penn State. Then yeah. after that, it's pretty much. Everything. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Carter. If you think they're going to lose to Michigan, there's one loss. And then between Notre Dame, Maryland, and Penn State, you're telling me one of those won't be a loss. Maybe even Wisconsin if they come out slinging. I'm high on Wisconsin this year. One of those four games really could be a loss. I'm not willing to bet the win total over, but or the win total under or over, but I'm not confident in this team. They, the, the quarterback question mark is too big for me. Yeah, and that's when Fields left. So I remember two, it was two or three years ago. Brian, guest of the show, had his own podcast, and he had me on. And I said, like, you know, Fields is gone. We have this guy C.J. Stroud coming in that no one at the time, no one knew anything about him. And it's like, what are you supposed to do when you have a question mark there? And they, the thing about Ohio State is they do always have the receivers. So if they have somebody that can put the ball in the vicinity, usually they make it work. But yeah. when C.J. Stroud took over at the starting position, they their first game of the year was to Minnesota, and they probably lose that game if uh, – I forget his first name, but his last name was Ibrahim. He was a running back, got injured uh, in the second quarter. They probably lose that game. They lost to Oregon week two. So there is a big question mark there, and it's worth asking, like, Kyle McCord, he, how many passes did you say he had? I mean, he didn't have more than 20 or 30 last year. And they were all against Toledo. I mean, it's just a big question mark. And it's weird. It's actually funny to think that this would be Quinn Ewer's year if he would have stayed, probably. He would have been the starting quarterback. So kind of fumbled there. But Yeah, and the other thing is we talked about this in the Georgia preview when we were talking about them and their quarterback situation. The one thing Ohio State does have is they have three cupcakes to start out to really figure out the quarterback situation, get their feet wet. They play Indiana, Youngstown State, and Western Kentucky. Those should be mm-hmm. easy wins, no problem. Get the quarterback's feet wet. But at Notre Dame is going to decide their season. These early games really are so pivotal for these college football teams. I, like Very rarely does a team lose early on and then finish out the rest of the season on top. You kind of see it like FSU last year maybe, but – Nine times out of ten, they usually kind of fumble down and end up like nine and three, eight and four. There's a good chance after that Notre Dame game, we come out of that matchup saying, wow, there's some real holes in this Ohio State team. Here's some flaws. Other teams are probably licking their chops after that Notre Dame game. And they could be wrong. We could be wrong. Ohio State could come out and steamroll them. But I think that's a very, very big chance of them getting punched in the mouth right there, at least early on. And um, keep in mind, they played Notre Dame last year, and they – Notre Dame kept it pretty close for most of the game, and that was with Stroud. So I, I I know we're not doing individual games, but I've already taken Notre Dame for that week. I think FanDuel offered it. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for Ohio State to figure it out. But yep. I've said from the time, like everybody wants to give, give Ryan Day crap for not beating Michigan the last couple of years, but he is one of the best coaches I've seen at making halftime adjustments for the most part. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I think he'll be able to do that. So it's we're not going to see an amazing, like a huge down year. But I even said it on the SEC show, like the the question marks at quarterback don't bode well with me. I don't I don't like taking a chance on those. You mentioned the wide receivers. Obviously, they have Marvin Harrison Jr. coming back. But what scares me with him is that's everybody's real sexy Heisman pick that's not a quarterback. They're like, Marvin Harrison Jr. at great odds. But if you don't know the quarterback, how can you really bet on him? I also, I, it's a great you bring that up because it made me think of something. I, I do worry that, well, I don't worry. I actually would rejoice in this. But Marvin Harrison Jr., if things aren't going well early, he could very well pull a Jackson Smith and Jigba and just say, hey, I've he's already proven himself. Yeah. He doesn't he does not need to play. He's gonna yeah. be a first round draft pick. So he could kind of pull one of those moves and be like, oh injured, not gonna play for the um for the rivalry game, not gonna play in the bowl game. I I mean that's that's very well in the cards. So. It is. One hamstring tweak away. Yeah. Um, I'm looking. Well, you mentioned how FanDuel had those odds on the Notre Dame Ohio State game. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. We said we're not doing individual games, but uh, Notre Dame plus eight and a half. Yeah, I think that's the number I got. Was eight and a half. This that is insane. Ago, I think at Notre Dame, that's too many points. That's too many points. But yeah. that's it, besides the point. We're, go ahead, Dylan. It, it's just it's worth noting too. Their defense has been so bad. You, I think someone made a note and he ranked 128th in red zone defense last year. I mean. Yep. They went out last year and got the Oklahoma State defensive coordinator. I can't remember the name, but he was I thought he was a great hire. He was he ran a great defense at Oklahoma State in 2021 and we saw nothing of that this year. I mean nothing. The, that defense it, it wasn't good. Yeah, 100%. But that's kind of it, really, on the Ohio State-Michigan front. Like I mentioned before, my favorite win total out of the Big Ten is Michigan over 10.5 wins. Easiest schedule, and I like them to win the Big Ten. I'm not going to bet it, but I think they win the Big Ten. I think they cakewalk through this thing, chip on their shoulder with the Harbaugh suspension, losing that TCU game last year, everybody returning, revenge season, Carolina basketball 2016 going into 2017 kind of feel. like it really. Peep the poster. Peep the poster behind me. Um, but let's move on this is where we get a little nitty and gritty this is where we get unders games this is where we get it's 35 mile per hour winds it's raining you don't throw the football you only run the football 1940s football we're talking Iowa right now we have Mm. Iowa Dylan I think you love the Hawkeyes I do And, and last year obviously their issue was the offense they couldn't get anything going their defense was amazing I don't I don't even have on hand how many points they allowed last year, but it wasn't a lot. And they they added J.J. McCarthy and Eric All, who was Michigan's tight end. Um, And we saw with Cade McNamara that he wasn't – how do I say it? He wasn't going to go out and astonish anybody. Uh, He he could make the throws, but he also – he didn't turn the ball over. He took care of the ball, and that is really important for Iowa because – Last year, they couldn't do anything. It was their defense that was keeping them in games. And as an underbetter, it was amazing. But I'm I'm high on Iowa, and we were even looking through their schedule. Their win total's eight and a half. I don't see – I have to look through. I mean, they probably lose to Penn State. I could see them only losing to Penn State. Like, legitimately, that's Iowa's upside. So, I would take their over eight and a half win total. But also, I think they're plus two – 50 to win the Big Ten West, and that's 
I don't think they're at the caliber of, of the Buckeyes or the Wolverines. So I wouldn't say they would win the conference. But to win their division, I'm just double-checking here. Um, Big Ten West, yeah, 250. I would take that, too. Because I think they're, they're better than Wisconsin. They're, they're, not, they're not worse than Wisconsin. I like Iowa a lot. Like when you roll through the schedule, you hear Iowa, and all you can—I think everybody has that bad taste in their mouth last year of seeing those six-three games. And but the thing is, their defense—they return a lot of the defense. They ranked first in defensive touchdowns. They—they had—they had, <laughs> they had like seven defensive touchdowns and only had seven passing touchdowns last year. They get rid of the quarterback, new quarterback coming in, like you mentioned. Uh, like the offense sucked, obviously, but the defense was elite. And if they can just make that offense average college football offense rank in the 60s that's nine wins they went eight and five last year they're eight and a half you like you mentioned they don't play ohio state they don't play michigan at penn state's a brutal one and at iowa state's always going to be a tough game rivalry at wisconsin's a tough one but even if they lose all three of those you're still at nine wins we're talking about iowa's defense and i just looked it up second the second least amount of opponent points scored per game 13.3 and a lot of that defense is coming back. So you, you add those little pieces on offense, I think that things start to start to fall. And Eric All, he didn't play last year. I think he was he was injured, maybe. And, and Michigan also got two other tight ends that ended up being okay. But he was, I mean, he was a high-quality tight end before he, uh, I think in 2021. So it's going to be interesting. I like them to, to win the West. Um, I'll bounce off this real quick. I'm on DraftKings right now, so the win total is actually an even eight on DraftKings right now, which means you know if they win eight games, you push and you get your money back. A little juiced, one forty minus one forty-five, but I'm looking over the schedule. I mean, I agree with you. I think Penn State's probably a loss, and then I'm high on Wisconsin this year. Spoiler: that might be a loss. Even then, that's only two losses. That's ten and two right there. So, and Iowa State. Let's say they lose that one at Iowa State. It's still nine and three. Yeah. I agree. I like the win total. I like the win total for Iowa. I do like the win total. I'm not going to enjoy watching them very much, but uh, if they win some money, it's not the best. It's it's nap time. I can forecast. I can I can forecast right now. We're going to see a lot of Iowa in the podcast parlays this year from Dylan. I just have like a little feeling in my brain right now. I can tell you exactly what's going to happen with this Iowa team. Is they're going to start off three and zero. They're going to have a nice record. Let's say they beat Penn State. They have that big upset against Penn State, you know, big win. They beat Michigan State, Purdue. They're rolling in. And then, you know, they got, like, the number, like, four ranking in the country and everyone's super high on them. Then they <laughs> put out a stinker against Wisconsin. And then they just stroll along. Lo- along Five wins. Minnesota at home. Northwestern. Rutgers. Illinois. At Nebraska. That's such an easy way to close out your schedule. And let's say you have a couple stinkers early on in the season. You don't have you won't have any expectations on you, and all you got to do is get to ten wins, and then you're free. Then you're probably in the Big Ten championship game. So I like I like the uh, Big Ten West uh, division winner at plus two fifty. I'm just gonna take Iowa win total over eight and a half. Yeah, that that's my play as well. Um, I like the win total more than I like the division, just because I'm big on Wisconsin this year, which we can go over in a second. But uh, eight and a half wins. Man, it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem like the right number for the Iowa team. Uh, Connor, you're high on Wisconsin. Yeah, I am. Uh, transition a little bit here. So they're plus one thirty to win the Big Ten West. I don't hate that bet. I know we just praised Iowa a lot, but Wisconsin, their win total is eight and a half. I love that even more. And I'm looking on DraftKings right now. Let's see Wisconsin's win total eight and a half minus one forty five. So a little bit juicy. Take the juice though. Here's why. 
Phil Longo's in at OC from UNC. I'm very familiar with his game. Had a lot of success with Sam Howell and Drake May, these high-powered offenses. I'm sure everyone remembers the Sam Howell year with Daz Newsome and Deami Brown. This is a rebrand for Wisconsin. You think of Wisconsin, you think ground and pound. You think, let's play some gross football. Hey, Graham Mertz, if you step back to pass, everyone's terrified. <laughs> They're bringing in Tanner Mordecai, quarterback from SMU. Let me read you a couple stats here. 3,500-plus yards. This is SMU. But 3,500-plus yards over the last two years with touchdown-interception ratios of 39-12 to 12 and 33-10. to 10. Those are pretty good numbers for a quarterback coming in. He's not afraid to throw the ball. Phil Longo is going to gunsling it down the field. We saw him do it at Carolina. This is going to be an exciting team. And, man, they got their top three linebackers back this year. I'm looking at their schedule, guys. Not seeing a lot of losses on this Wisconsin schedule, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. I think they start out an easy 5-0. and Maybe they lose to Iowa. They'll lose to Ohio State for sure. That's only two losses. That's all I see. End of the schedule is a cakewalk. Indiana, Northwestern, Nebraska all in a row. I... I... I agree with you there because the schedule, like you said, is it looks pretty easy. They always these Big Ten teams will always put up stinkers against like the Nebraskas or Minnesota randomly, and you're like, oh wow, that sucks. I lost that money line parlay with Wisconsin in it. Yeah. What scares me about Wisconsin every year, and maybe like you mentioned with the rebrand, this doesn't matter, is that whenever there's even slight expectations on them, they always fumble. They always fumble. That's fair. That's fair. Also, to, I mean Braylon Allen and. They have a great one-two tandem at running back. They got both their top rushers back. Braylon Allen's a good running back. I just I've seen I might be a little Carolina bias here. I've seen Phil Longo with weapons, and it leads to production. It does lead to production. And I think they're gonna they're gonna have some shootouts this year. So there might be some early Wisconsin overs in the the podcast parlay. But uh I love their over eight and a half wins. It's a little juiced right now. That's one of my favorite bets in the conference. Don't hate them to win the Big Ten West at plus one thirty, but you guys kind of talk me into Iowa, so I'll probably just stay with the win total here. You kind of talked me into Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, he talked me into Wisconsin too. I didn't. I went in this fully being like, "Oh yeah, Iowa over Wisconsin, no matter what." But I think both of them can be nine and three, ten and two. Yeah, it's especially like the fact that Wisconsin doesn't have to play Michigan. That's pretty huge. I don't. Right. I can't remember if Iowa does or not. But Iowa doesn't uh, have to play Michigan or Ohio State. That is why I would Ooh. maybe stick with Iowa in the division, just because the schedule. Yeah, that's a good point. But you you convinced me on Wisconsin because going into this, I had I had no clue about them. I knew that Mertz was gone. So, yeah, yeah, I, I everything made sense to me. I think it's going to be exciting, and they're not going to be slouches on defense. I mean, Wisconsin's usually known for that ground and pound offense, and then tough defense. So I don't think they're going to like let up a bunch of points. Uh, let's move on real quick. Does anybody have anything on Penn State? My only thing is, yes, their defense is great. I just don't, like, again, it's kind of like Ohio State. I don't know the quarterback <laughs> position. And if I don't know the quarterback of your team going in, I can't put any faith behind you. I've seen some people have Penn State as, like, their long shot to win the conference bets. I think you can do better. I think you can do better than Penn State to win the conference. I think I agree. The defense, the defense is always going to be good. Penn State is kind of known for that. And James Franklin, he – He's a unique case because he has a lot of seasons with like eight plus wins, but yet everybody's calling for his job. And it's like, yeah. well, when you're in a <laughs> yeah. when you're in a, you got to play Ohio State and Michigan. Sometimes a, a good Michigan State team every year. Like, yeah, eight win seasons are not that. Bad. But but eight win seasons in the worst Power Five conference. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, isn't that right, Carter? <laughs> I, no comment. I plead the fifth. You uh, put Penn State in the Pac-12 and. They're 
four and no. eight. No, they're not. I'm not saying that. They're six and six. But I think they're going to be good. They're going to be. They'll probably have two losses. It'll probably come to Michigan and Ohio State. They they they're might beat Ohio up, State this year. That, they're going to put up a stinker. I think they beat Michigan or Ohio State, and I think they always lose that dumb noon game on sad on like middle of October Saturday. It's weirdly cold outside in Penn State, <laughs> and you're like, wait, they're in triple overtime right now. Maryland, to Illinois, or Maryland. Maryland is a good yes. one. It, yeah, Maryland, November fourth at Maryland. And, yeah, that's a perfect example. It's going to be a noon kickoff. You're not going to think about it. People are going to throw Penn State in their money line parlays without thinking, and then, bam, just slap in the face. Tagovailoa or whatever, however you pronounce his name. Tolia. Tolia Tagovailoa. I I think that's what it is. Yeah, that sounds right. I can't can't pronounce names to save my life. You know that, Connor. I do. Um, But, yeah, I'm staying fully away from Penn State. I don't want anything to do with them. I don't want same here. If they're good, great. If they're bad, I don't care. I just I I don't feel comfortable putting my money either side on them. I would say they go nine and three. I I have a very meh view of Penn State. And maybe just because I'm used to like Trace McSorley and and Sean Clifford being the quarterback for this team. But I think of Penn State and it's just like meh. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I meh. That's how I feel That's about a- this entire conference. But you know you know how it goes. Um, real quick, let's talk about the other people in the Big Ten. Uh, Illinois, they lose their quarterback. They lose a lot. Uh, they had an elite defense last year. They were third in turnover margin and all this. Six and a half wins. They went eight and five last year. It's They're st- going to be like five and seven, it's, six and six. It's a, make a bowl game. It's a stay away from me. I had Illinois written down at first, and the more I looked into it, it's like I don't trust either side of this. So I'm staying away from that one. Dylan, anything on Illinois? Nothing. Lost their quarterback. Lost their star running back. Lost their cornerback, Devin Witherspoon. He was he was a beast, and he, I think he got drafted by Seattle. So it's a lot of question marks there. Not enough for me to to have an opinion. Yeah. So I'm gonna stay away from that one. Michigan State. I'm gonna fade Mel Tucker to Michigan State here. I'm going Michigan State under five and a half. Here's a quick analysis of why. Like you said, they lose Peyton Thorne at quarterback. Not a clear cut quarterback there right now. Offensive line only returns 42% of total snaps from last season. They lost three of their top four tacklers from a defensive unit that ranked 115th on third downs. And there's only they only have a few games at home that I see them winning. The schedule is not great. I like their under five and a half here. I mean, I know people are going to be like, oh, this is, this is too low. Like, they're going to win six, seven games. I, I don't buy it. Too much production loss. Too many question marks. Give me Michigan State under five and a half. It's gross. Hold your nose. But here we go. I see four wins on the schedule. You see Central Michigan, you see Richmond, you see Rutgers, and you see Indiana. But at some point, we like keep writing these teams off randomly. Like at some point, Indiana and Rutgers, they have to win a conference game or two. They're gonna knock someone off, right? And why not a Michigan State? So right. I agree with you there. I'm gonna stay away with, uh, stay away from it because I just don't know. It's fair. Uh, that's that's one of my hold your nose plays. Go ahead, Dylan. You, I just, you want to talk about getting fleeced. That contract they gave Mel Tucker, biggest ripoff I've ever seen. They gave him like $10 million a year. It was insane. And they mm-hmm. signed him for like 10 years or something. I mean, he he had a really good year in 2021. He had a great running back that he could build the team off of. He doesn't have that anymore. And Peyton Thorne was an average quarterback, and they even lost him. So yep. I'm not going to play anything, but I would say that you guys are probably right. Michigan State is not going to be that good this year. And then, uh, real quick, let's talk about the bottom of the barrel, and then I'll roll in the two other teams, and we'll roll in the bets real quick. Uh, Northwestern, like I said, we put on the preview notes. 
just a disaster. We don't I, stay away from it. Tough. Stay away from talking about them. Just stay away from every single thing Northwestern. They're going to come out and upset one team next year randomly on like a windy day. That's it. That's all that's going to happen in Northwestern. Rutgers, Greg Schiano might not be the coach by the end of the year. Uh, their <laughs> defense is just horrendous. Their win totals at four. They won four games last year. I could see three and nine, four and eight again. I mean, who knows? Yeah. And then last thing, Indiana, three win totals three and a half. Absolute stay away. Stay away. They stink. Hold your nose. Yep. And the other two teams I want to talk about real quick, Nebraska. They bring in my arch nemesis, Matt Rule from the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> uh, Georgia Tech quarterback Jeff Sims coming in. Their win totals six and a half. Six and a half. And uh, a little tidbit here. Uh, Matt Rule, his first year records when he moves to a new program, uh, when he was at Temple, 2-10. and ten. So he usually does go to really disastrous programs, but Temple, 2-10. and ten. Baylor, 1-11. and 11. Panthers, 5-11. and 11. They weren't a disaster. He just stunk. And then second year, they have improvement. Temple, 6-6. Six and six. Baylor, 7-6. and six. Panthers, 5-12. and 12. No improvement there. Let's talk college football. <laughs> Matt Rule, third year records. Temple, 10-4. and four. Baylor, 11-3. and 1-4 <laughs> the Panthers. <laughs> but anyhow, the thing is, he is a program builder. Uh, there's no denying it. He goes into programs, and he can win you games. No, like uh, The first year, yeah, it's going to get ugly. He's going to get rid of the crap. It's not going to be pretty. That's what I kind of see with Nebraska this year. Don't expect a lot from this team. They're going to be frisky in games. They're going to be in a lot of close games. But... Second, third year with Matt Rule is then when we're going to start seeing Nebraska's back comments. But right now, not quite. I see them going five and seven, maybe at best making a bowl game. Yeah, I agree. If they make a bowl game, I think it's a huge success for the season. I think, like you said, this is a kind of tear it down, see what you have to keep around for the future year. Uh, if you listen to this podcast regularly, there's probably been more Matt Rule slander than just about anybody, maybe besides James Borrego. But uh, Matt Rule really got it from us the last couple of years, and rightfully so. But yeah, I'd say Nebraska in the next couple of years. Uh, I agree. Do, okay, yeah, I was going to say doing anything on Nebraska. Not much. Nebraska was actually, I think, 2021 was that year where they lost like a bunch of one possession games. Like their their margin of victory was positive, and they had a below 500 record. But uh, I agree. Bringing in a new head coach, Scott Frost out. So we'll see. It'll be interesting, but I I don't know enough about it. And then uh, last thing, Maryland. We kind of touched on them a little bit. I like Maryland over seven and a half wins. Uh, tidbit here. It's seven on DraftKings right now. Even seven right now. So wow. I'm going through the schedule. Their non-conference is an absolute joke. Towson, Charlotte, Virginia. It's screams 5-0 and o start. Screams 5-0, and o, I think. Michigan State and Indiana are both horrible. I think 5-0 and o start for sure. And then they get Northwestern and Rutgers. That's I think that's seven wins right there. Then Nebraska. Then you've got Illinois. I think so too. I, I, I think this team is eight and four, nine and three when it's all said and done. One hundred percent agree. That's my last bet. So uh, when we run through bets, I've already said all mine. I got Maryland over seven, over seven and a half. You can get it better odds. I think this is at minimum an eight win team. And if you're really looking to take a dark horse that's not Michigan and Ohio State to win the Big Ten. Throw 10 bucks on Maryland, 83 to 1. I, I like them better than I like Nebraska or Illinois or Minnesota, and they have significantly better odds. So, Yeah, I think Maryland, they've actually put together a pretty good program over the last two years when the, the Tagovailoa brothers have been the quarterback. I think last year they went a 7 and 5, 8 and 4, something like that. Oh, 8 and 5, it's right here. Um, 
and Maryland used to be just like a pitiful program. I can think back three or four years ago. They used to be like where Rutgers is, where Indiana is. So I think he's done a lot for the offense. If you want a flyer for Heisman, um, 100 to 1 for him to win Heisman, I think that Maryland very well could go, let's see, 10 and 2 is a possibility. Not very likely, but I think 10 and 2 would get you in the Heisman conversation. If Tua, or not Tua, if Tyler Tolia? could put yeah. up, how, yeah, however you say his name. Yeah. Uh, if he could put up a 350 yard, three or four touchdown game against either Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State and get a win, I think that you'd have to have a serious conversation about him winning the Heisman. And 100 to 1, I mean, that's that's a dollar. You could do, you, so, yeah, I was going to say, you could do worse things. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do like him to win Heisman, um, and I'm high on Maryland as well. Yeah, the McDonald's ice cream cone bet. You put a dollar, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyhow, like I'm no calories, too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm going to roll through bets real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, I walked in here with, you know, one, two. I had Michigan and Iowa walking in here. I'm walking out with four. I have Michigan over 10.5 wins. I have Iowa over 8.5. Wisconsin over 8.5. Yep. I'm riding with you, Connor. I believe in it. And I have Maryland over 7.5. I'm staying so far away from the rest of the Big Ten. Uh, I can roll into mine real quick. Uh, like you said, I got Wisconsin over eight and a half. Uh, undecided on who I'm going to take to win the Big Ten West. Uh, undecided. I kind of like Wisconsin still, but uh, I'm going to stay away right now. So Wisconsin over eight and a half. Michigan State under five and a half wins. Talked about that one. Maryland over seven, over seven and a half, whichever one you get. And I also like Michigan over ten and a half for all the reasons we mentioned at the top of the show. Dylan, your picks. I would win the Big Ten West. Uh Plus 250, I think that's a good one. I'm going to go Michigan to win the national championship, 10-1. to 1. Um, I'm going to take J.J. McCarthy to win the Heisman. That's 18-1. to 1. Um, And let's see. I, think, I thought I had one more. I'm going to ride Michigan 10-1 to 1 to win the national title, too. It's just, honestly, as a Michigan fan, it's still, if we beat Ohio State, that's the season. But it would be really nice to have that cherry on top. So you think if there's a if there's a Michigan Heisman winner, you think it's going to be McCarthy, not Blake Horam? I mean, I I personally, and this is no nothing to back it up. I think we're going to stray away from as much running as we have now that we know that JJ McCarthy can throw the ball because he towards the end of the season he was putting up pretty good pass numbers. Yeah, so I think we're fair. going to be more likely to trust him a little bit more, and he can. If we use Corm, it opens up the opportunities for McCarthy to run, and Michigan's proven they don't really they they don't mind doing that. So, okay. Uh, and I I would take. I don't I don't think I can do Ohio State under ten and a half because that at that point I think it's emotional. I don't want to do that. But those are probably my bets: Michigan to win the national championship, JJ McCarthy Heisman, Tagovailoa brother Heisman, Iowa to win the West. All okay. right, I love it. Uh, all right, that'll do it from us. Big Ten preview. That's it. We'll be back. Uh, we'll have our ACC preview. We'll have our Big 12 preview, and we'll have our Pac-12 preview, which, like I mentioned before on the SEC one, I cannot wait for the Pac-12 one. I'm very excited. ACC one I'm excited about, too. Big oh, 12 yeah. a little depressing as a BYU fan because <laughs> we're not going to be very good. But, uh, Connor, Dylan, thank you again for coming on. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at CarterCast, on all social media, at CarterBA, at WilkersonADylan. Uh, at Connor underscore Sparrow. All that stuff's in the episode description below. Uh, check out CarterCast.com. Once again, all the social medias, at CarterCast. Subscribe to the show, rate, review, do what you got to do to help out. 
and we'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye.